The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Tara Logan Buckley, the clinical psychologist, back with me for digging deeper this week. And we're talking about attachment styles. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So I had homework this week. You did. How did you get on? Uh, I got on great. Did a little uh, online uh, test to determine my attachment style. Would I, would I tell you? I'll tell you what mine was now. I have a secure attachment style, apparently, okay. according to this test. So before we talk about that, what, what are the different types of attachment style? Absolutely. So we have four different types of attachment styles. So what we have is we have secure, we have anxious, avoidant and disorganised. Okay. And what happens with attachment is this work has been around since around the 1950s. It was started by John Balby and then it's been kind of expanded by a lady called Mary Ainsworth. So there's a lot in it. And what happens with attachment styles is they're formed in our early years and they pretty much remain stable throughout our lifespan. So for someone that has a secure attachment, there's not a whole lot of work that needs to be done in that. The rest we well, use, hey. <laughs> the rest we view is kind of insecure attachment styles where a person's um, emotional needs weren't basically attuned to by their caregivers. So people around that, it's kind of like I always say to people, do you notice yourself seeing the same patterns in your love life? Do you notice that even though you're with different partners, you've the same outcome or it's the same sort of thing? Do you notice that when someone gets close to you, you pull away or do you notice that you become over maybe needy on a partner? So if you do have some of those traits, I always say it's really important to look at your attachment styles. Okay, so the the anxious, avoidant and disorganised are all versions of insecure. When we talk about attachment style, we're talking about the nature of your relationship with other people is it? Absolutely yeah. All like romantic relationships or just any relationship? It can be any relationship depending on I suppose um, where that emotional connection gets to. What I'm going to talk about today is really more in adult um, romantic relationships because we can talk about attachment as well from a childhood perspective and we can talk about in the workplace or with friendships but today we're going to have more of a focus on relationships because they play out just a little bit differently, more intense in those romantic relationships. Okay, do you want to start with secure or build up to secure? Secure. Um, let's start with the secure. It'll okay. be a good base. So, can I ask you? Yes. Are you settled with um, a partner and kids? Yes. Uh, my current partner uh, is uh, is at home listening to this, so she liked that description. Uh, and two kids. Okay, fantastic. And can I ask you what age did you settle down? Uh, we got married when we were 30. I guess technically these days you're settled down probably slightly before you get married, aren't you? A little bit, hopefully. Um, so uh, late 20s. Late 20s. Down. OK, that is your classic secure attachment. So basically what happens is with secure attachment is you have a great ability to regulate your emotions. Um, you trust others quite easily. You view others and yourself in a more positive light. You're comfortable um, being in a relationship and that can make you thrive, but you're also quite comfortable being alone. It means that you're able to handle conflict quite well and that you're not afraid of emotions within a relationship and that you're very, very trusting and tolerant within a relationship. Mm. So is that kind of painting? Yeah, I think, yeah, that'd be fairly accurate. Okay, great. So that's your secure attachment. Now, the thing with the secure is, as I said, is they kind of find partners that are usually secure within their own nature, kind of mid to late 20s, early 30s, then kind of settle down. So what happens is when you move into the dating pool in your 30s and particularly in your mid to later 30s, the secures have kind of gone off. Oh, I see. Yes. And then what we're left with is a pool of your avoidance, your anxious and your disorganised attachments. So it's the insecure attachers are left around the watering hole. Yes. And that's really, really difficult because what we have is we have a thing called um, an avoidant anxious trap. And that what that means is that avoidance and anxious go together because there's a massive chemical reaction with them. So what I always say to everyone, if you go on a first date and you want to... Um, 
rip that person's clothes off, please run away because that is the complete extreme opposite attachments and that is not going to be a good relationship, particularly for the anxious if it's an avoidant. Okay. Yeah. So, and the thing with that is because the chemical reaction is so fierce, it's almost like becoming addicted to a drug. It has the same changes within the chemical brain. And also with that is we don't necessarily go for things that are good for us. We typically go for things that are familiar. And if we think about how these attachments are formed, they're formed through misattunement or basically caregivers as we're younger, not meeting our needs. So, of course, we're going to be attracted to the familiarity of that. Ah, I see. And so these are kind of the people who just fall wildly in love, is it sometimes very quickly? So that's your anxious. So I'm I'm an anxious attachment. Not that I say I fall wildly in love. I've done a lot of my own work on my own attachment. But what happens with us is that um, we're very, very trusting of other people. We always um, give up our own needs and we'll put our partner before ourselves. So we'll overgive in relationships. We view ourselves um, as not necessarily good enough and might have low self-esteem. And what we always want to do is we are really high hypervigilant to any threats within the relationship. So we're always trying to make things okay while looking for responsiveness back. So that's the anxious. That's the anxious. Uh, and who then the avoidant uh, 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 uh individual on the other side of the dynamic how do you, what what's what are their traits perfect so they have a massive sense of kind of the lone wolf of being independent they've grown up learning that they don't need someone else to meet that all of their needs so um they tend to be quite um have a lot of self esteem but they tend to view themselves really really positively and maybe not other people as well okay. they tend to have commitment issues they're very dismissive of others they don't have the ability to handle conflict quite well so if there is a conflict they tend to just leave the relationship they find it very, very hard to regulate their own emotions and to open up. So it's a really good maladaptive coping mechanism because they can just shut off and they can yeah. just walk away. It's for, I'd say, People at home listening to this are doing exactly what I'm doing. And I'm just going through the kind of people I know who've been in or out of toxic relationships and thinking, oh yeah, that's that pattern. There it is again. There, yeah. Oh yeah, I know who that is. Absolutely. So they're kind of, I always say they avoid, you know, the people that have like very short relationships, they only last for a few months. They've never been married, not have kids, no long relationships. That can tend to be your avoidant or your disorder organised. Yeah, okay, the disorganised. We haven't really talked about them. <clears throat> Great. So again, so the easiest way to explain your disorganised is it's like a mismatch, a mixed match between the avoidant and the anxious. Okay. So they have traits of both. So they have a desire to be in an intimate relationship, but they're terrified because they have a big fear of abandonment and rejection, just like the anxious do as well. The things with them is that they're extremely emotionally dysregulated. So what we see in an awful lot of mental health difficulties would be disorganised attachments. So a lot of people with self-harming, substance abuse, or personality disorder would fall into this organised attachment. They tend to have very um, high levels of anxiety and a lot of difficulty trusting others. So it's kind of like that push and pull. I really want to be with you. I really love you. But then something happens. No, I'm going to run away and I'm going to push away. So it's that real okay. forward and back within a relationship. And is that generally like that that terror of, of being hurt or being left? Is that generally born of some sort of trauma? Or where does it come from? It can be a trauma. Um, particularly what we can tend to see is where it comes from is that inconsistent parenting styles or else having two parents that are emotionally unavailable to that person as well. And um, coming living in an environment where <clears throat> you trust someone and then that person isn't trustworthy, for example, mm. and they do stuff to hurt you. I know I do I do want people at home to be thinking, Oh God, no, I'm I'm an I'm an <laughs> anxious or an avoider. I'm I'm doomed to uh, heartbreak uh, forever. Because you said you kind of very uh, quickly glean, glance past uh, something about yourself. You said, I've done a lot of work on myself as yes. an anxious attacher. So, you know, what work can people do? Absolutely. So the first thing I say is, 
go and do a quiz. There's an amazing um, website called the attachmentproject.com. Go on that and take a look. Look, it gives a massive amount of information and find out what attachment style you are and start to learn about it. If you notice that you're an anxious attachment, there is an amazing book. Actually, I recommend this book to everybody because you can really understand relationships. It's called Attached and it's by Levine and by Heller. So it's an absolutely fantastic book that looks at this area. You can work on your attachment styles as long as you become aware. And what you can do is because each of the attachments have superpowers as well. It's not like they're all the insecures are bad. They've <laughs> yeah, some, yeah. some amazing traits that we didn't get to talk about today. And it's noticing, OK, what are the difficult traits and what does this bring up in me? And working um, through either self-help or guide or with a therapist to be able to pick out those so that you don't kind of com- keep the patterns going in newer relationships. So what, what was that website again? Um, theattachmentproject.org. Theattachmentproject.org. If people want to do uh, the test, that's where I did the test uh, 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 to find out my secure attachment style. Um, listen, if, if there is something that people would like Tara to discuss uh, here on the show, uh, she'll be here again at the same time next week and the week after and the week after that. So just drop us an email, thehardshoulder at newstalk.com, whatever it happens to be, uh, do get in touch and we would love to uh, discuss discuss it. I, we're not, I'm not suggesting we're going to discuss the intimate details of your uh, personal life, unless you want us to. But do get in touch with any suggestions. Like I say, that email address is theheartshoulder at newstalk.com. Tara Logan Buckley, clinical psychologist. A pleasure as always. And thanks a million for coming into us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.